Welcome to What's the Buzz in New York with your host, me, Nancy Lombardo. I have it all. I have the nicest people in the world as friends and uh, just great listeners as well. Okay. <laughs> What's the Buzz? I got some new comedy for you, and I think I even have a new Tom Carosa song. As soon as I open my switchboard, I will play it for you. All right. Should we uh, let's see? check it out? Betty Jo Tucker, Movie Attic Headquarters, every Tuesday at 4 p.m going on here. There's my studio. Come on, studio, open up. There's my studio. Thank you, studio. Open it up for me. Betty Jo Tucker, I think you just emailed me something. Let me see what that is. Uh, there you are. From Betty Jo. We have, uh, oh, missing my show, Betty Jo? All right. Have a wonderful Thanksgiving, you too. Betty Jo Tucker, Movie Attic Headquarters, every Tuesday at 4 p.m. You listen to her. Okay. All right. She's good. Okay, what do we got for you today? We got some new stuff, some old stuff, some all-around stuff. Uh, a lot of people, uh, let's see, find my uh, get up in here. A lot of people don't know that uh, actor extraordinaire and uh, Andy Griffith, before he was anything, he was actually a comedian. And uh, let's see if I can find a, okay, i got to find it down here. Hold on. Anyway, uh, and he was just a great raconteur. So I uh, did some research, and I found some of his pieces, and uh, here's one of them. Here we go. It was back last October, I believe it was. We was going to hold a tent service off at this college town, and we got there about dinner time on Saturday. And uh, different ones of us thought that we ought to get us a mouthful to eat before that we set up the tent. And so we got off of the truck and followed this little bunch of people through this small little bitty patch of woods there. And we come up on a big sign. It says, get something to eat here. 
And uh, I went up and got me two hot dogs and a big orange drink. And before that I could take every mouthful of that food, this whole raft of people come up around me and got me to where I couldn't eat nothing, up like, and I dropped my big orange drink. I did. Well, friends, they commenced to move, and they want so much that I could do but move with them. Well, we commenced to go through all kinds of doors and gates, and I don't know what all, and I looked up over one of them, and it says North Gate. And we kept on going through there, and pretty soon we come up on a young boy, and he says, Ticket, please. And I says, Friend, I don't have a ticket. I don't even know where it is that I'm going. I did. Well, he says, come out as quick as you can. And I says, I'll do her. I'll turn right around the first chance I get. <laughs> well, we kept on a moving through there, and pretty soon everybody got where it was that they was a-going because they parted, and I could see pretty good. I, I, I could. And what I seen was this whole raft of people a-setting on these two banks and a-looking at one another across this pretty little green cow pasture. <laughs> well, they was. And somebody had tucked and drove white lines all over it and drove posties in it and I don't know what all. And I looked down there and I seen five or six convicts a-running up and down and a-blowing whistles. They was. And then I looked down there and I seen these pretty girls wearing these little bitty short dresses and a-dancing around. And so I sat down and thought I'd see what it was that was going to happen. I did. And about the time I got set down good, I looked down there and I seen 30 or 40 men come running out of one end of a great big outhouse down there. <laughs> they did. And everybody where I was a-setting got up and hollered. And about that time, 30 or 40 come running out of the other end of that outhouse and the other bank full, they got up and hollered. <laughs> and I asked this fellow that was besetting beside of me, I says, friend, what is it that they're a-hollering for? Well, he whopped me on the back and he says, buddy, have a drink. <laughs> well, I says, I believe I will have another big orange. <laughs> And I got it and sat back down. And when I got down there again, I seen that them men had got in two little bitty bunches down there. They had rail close together. And they voted. <laughs> they did. They voted and elected one man apiece. And them two men come out in the middle of that cow pasture and shook hands like they hadn't seen one another in a long time. <laughs> And then a convict come over to where they was a standing, and he took out a quarter, and they come in to Odd Man right there. <laughs> they did. Well, after a while, I seen what it was that there's Odd Man in for. It was that both bunches full of them men wanted this funny-looking little pumpkin to play with. They did, and I know, friends, that they couldn't eat it because they kicked it the whole evening and it never busted. <laughs> but uh, anyhow, what I was telling was that both bunches full wanted that thing, and one bunch got it, and it made the other bunch just as mad as they could be, and friends, I seen that evening the awfulest fight that I have ever seen <laughs> in my life. I did. They would run at one another and kick one another and throw one another down and stomp on one another.
and grind their feet in one another and I don't know what all, and just as fast as one of them would get hurt, they'd tote him off and run another one. <laughs> well, they'd done that as long as I sat there. But pretty soon, this boy that had said, ticket, please, he come up to me and he says, friends, you're going to have to leave because it is that you don't have a ticket. And I says, well, all right. And I got up and left. And I don't know, friends, to this day what it was that there's a doing down there, but I have studied about it. And I think that it's some kindly of a contest where they see which bunchful of them men can take that pumpkin and run from one end of that cow pasture to the other without either getting knocked down or stepping in something. <laughs> So that was Andy Griffith, a very good storyteller, as you can see. And uh, let's see if I got my download great up. Let's see. Hold on. I got so many things on my uh, switchboard these days. Let's see if I can move it around. Oh, just lost it. Studio, come back. All right. I'm looking for you, Tom. Where are you? Here we go. That was a nice little blurb out of nowhere. <laughs> but, uh, okay. Uh, let's see. Well, I'll find it in here somewhere. Uh, I'll take a minute to look. Meanwhile, Rashimation. I've got a thousand statements piled up to the ceiling, but I'd much rather read a book. My TV just got a hundred brand new stations, and I think each deserves a look Procrastination La 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 Procrastination La 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 Procrastination La 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 This would have had more words But it never finished the chorus La 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 Procrastination I'm on the verge of being evicted from the basement And I don't have a place to go So I should probably try and look for an apartment But I'd rather play in the snow Procrastination La 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 Procrastination La 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 Procrastination La 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 This would have had more words But it still didn't finish the chorus La 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 Procrastination <laughs> That's a cute little song, isn't it? Very cute Ah, Let's see here I have you here, Tom, in my switchboard And I will play you As soon as I f- figure out where you are <laughs> All right. Anyway, uh, let's uh, do a little, uh, uh, we'll play a little bit here. The man, the boy, the legend. Roger. We loved Roger so much. Yet 
watching him there, pale, disgustingly, sick, things on his face. Gee, Roger, you look gross. They said I'm getting better, Ingrid. They I, lied. Uh, I'm sorry, Roger. I, I didn't know how to break it to you, but you don't have long, Roger. Not only that, Roger, you, you have no friends. We took a poll to see who would come here. I lost. I'm here now, Roger, and a bet. You're my wife, Ingrid. If you wouldn't come to visit me in the hospital in my last Thursday afternoon, who would? Certainly not my daughter. No, not your daughter. The daughter I tried so hard to be a good father for, Ingrid. That's right, Roger. She's off. She's becoming a punkette. She's getting her hair cut now in celebration of the insurance money to come. We'll all miss you, Roger, but not that much. I couldn't help noticing that you were still seeing Bernard Lois, our insurance salesman, Ingrid. Yes, and we've doubled your policy. It's great, Roger, the things that I will get after you go away. My benefits will increase. I'll be able to afford everything you never could buy me, Roger, and I want to thank you for that. I tried to be a good husband, Ingrid. I tried to be a good father to that rotten brat. But now my time is short, Ingrid. I know that that bright white light is telling me to come hither. And soon I'll walk through that door we call life and death, and I'll be into the beyond. And if you die by 7.45, I'll win the office pool, Roger. Do you think you could rush it a little? Well, I'll try, honey. I didn't know they were placing bets on the actual time. Yes. Promise me something, Ingrid. What? Anything, Roger. I Promise will keep me. it. Promise me if you do remarry to Bernard Lois that you won't let him... Goodbye. Roger? 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 Roger! Come on! Roger? Are you really dead? Are you playing a joke, Roger? Come on, Roger! Oh! Roger! Roger was gone. And we'll all miss him. Well, that's stretching a bit. But when Roger reaches that door, or if Roger reaches that door, there will be someone behind him waiting. Waiting and hoping. And hoping that Roger will... Never return. Goodbye, Roger. Good riddance. Let's scatter his ashes in the wind and hope it hits anywhere.
and wearing the skimpiest little things, and I don't know what all. <laughs> then I looked up, and I seen on a big stage, like, like the kind at the state fair, <laughs> a pretty little number wearing nothing but a smile and some of them big old high heel boots. <laughs> she was. Now, she's wiggling around and dancing, and the men... They's giving her dollars, which is kind of silly-like, because she doesn't have no place to put them. <laughs> well, I looked over, and I says to the fella next to me, I says, where have I stumbled upon? Uh, I, did, I did. Well, he pulled that cigar out his mouth, and he pats me on the back, and he says, friend, have a lap dance. <laughs> so he waves down one of the gals with, with the skimpy-like outfit, and she starts a dancing about me real slow like. And when she turned around, I could see that her shorts w was too small. Like maybe she ain't gotten any new ones for a while, because these ones was a binding and a creeping. They were. Well, she done finished her dance and says to me, that'll be $10. Again with the $10. And this time, I was pretty sure there wasn't going to be no big orange to go along with it. <laughs> it was getting on about 9.30, and I figured since it was so late and I'd done run out of $10 bills, I'd best be getting on. Now, I ain't never been back to that there place since, but I have done some studying. Now, what I figure is that that was a charitable-type place where the men who's all rich and such come together to give them their gals who's less fortunate and all some of their extra money so they can go out and buy clothes. <laughs> oh, that's very good. All right. And uh, there's comedy, and you can do comedy queen. <laughs> and he was talking about a strip club. Brilliant, brilliant comedy. What can I say? See, it can be done. Who knew it can be done? Uh, let's see. Okay, Gordon, just under the wire, Gordon Balcom. <laughs> uh, tonight, the Mosquito actress Nancy Giles hosts monthly comedy variety show at Dixon Place, 730. Uh, okay, actress uh, and Emmy Award winning commentator Nancy Giles. Will host Mosquito. It's free, fast and furious monthly variety show with stand-ups and sit-downs and the music at Dixon Place Lounge on Manhattan's Lower East Side. Let me give you the exact 161A Christie Street between Rivington and Delancey. And uh, you might remember her from uh, starring on China Beach and Delta series. Uh, her, she's had four solo shows. Okay. And... Uh, She'll be joined by a rotating cast of regulars. Pat Kanderis, very funny. Cynthia Kaplan, very good musician. Perry Gaffney, I'm not sure about. Catherine Rosetta, Sheila Head, Susan Burns, Sue Giles, Nancy Shane. Nancy Shane, too brilliant. I know her, but uh, they're all brilliant. Otherwise, she wouldn't have them in her show. So check out Dixon Place tonight at 730. It's a free show. Okay. And that's at uh, between Rivington and Delancey, 161A, 730. 161A Christie Street, 730. Well, there you have it. Okay. Interesting, interesting. All right. Let's uh, keep it moving here with, uh, oh, we've got five minutes left. 
What can we do in five minutes? I don't know, Nancy. Why don't you tell me? It's your show. All right, I will. Okay, sorry I didn't open the chat room today. Uh, Okay, I'll play this and open the chat room. I forgot. What can I say? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's all I seem to be saying is I'm sorry. Okay. Let's, uh... <laughs> okay, here. Guess, see if you can guess what movie this is from. You'll find the hooks of the dress awkward all by yourself. I did everything for Mrs. Reagan. Denny, she'd say, no one dresses me better than you. Yes, it was always Denny. I've kept all of her things. Even the stockings she wore that day for the last time. She'd flung them over the chair in her bedroom when she changed into her shopping clothes. I shall always blame myself for the divorce. It was my fault for being out that evening. You see, I'd gone to the movies and stayed late. It was a double bill. Donovan's brain and Hellcats of the Navy, some of her finest work. When I returned about half past ten, I'd heard she'd gone out shopping. I felt worried at once. Neiman Marcus was having a sale. She would have never gone out if I'd been here. She always listened to me. It was midnight, and she had not come back. I went and told Mr. Reagan I was worried. He said, I expect she's spending the night down at the store. I'm sure she'll come up first thing in the morning when the uh, sale's over. I sat on my bed till half past five. Then I couldn't wait any longer. I got up, put on my coat, and went down to the mall. It was quiet and misty like it is today. The wind had dropped. There wasn't a sound down at the mall. And then I saw it, there on the counter, her credit card. Alongside it, a light flashing, credit denied. One of her invoices came in the afternoon mail, along with a note, credit denied. The divorce papers came in with the evening news. Nancy leaves Ron, credit denied. You wouldn't think she'd been gone for so long now, would you? Not with the way I keep the room, just as she had had them kept. You would think she'd just gone out for a little while and would be back in the evening. I feel her everywhere, don't you? Sometimes in the corridors I fancy I hear her just behind me. That quick, light footstep, I could not mistake it anywhere. And in the gallery there, I fancied I've seen her leaning over it and calling to Mr. Reagan like she used to. Here, boy. Here, boy. Do you think she can see us now? Do you think the divorce come back and watch the living? Sometimes I wonder if she comes back here to the ranch and watches you and Mr. Reagan together. Amelda. Will there be anything else, Mrs. Marcus? I'm going now. I know where everything is. Don't touch a thing, a thing, a thing, a thing, a thing. And 
that was brilliantly played by Ellen Mandel. <laughs> Did you guess? It's from Rebecca. Ooh, 90 seconds. So there's a woman uh, calling in to tell me. 90 seconds. Oh, one day I'm going to pay this Peter Lorre bit I have here, too. Uh, okay, let's see. I'm just uh, 90 seconds. Thank you for listening today to What's the Buzz, New York, uh, with your host, me, Nancy Lombardo. Remember, my CDs are available on CD Baby, so check it out. And have a good day. Say, man, that's a peppy rhythm. I've got the funk in my trousers for sure. I like bananas because they have no bones. Yeah, Macaulay Culkin starred in Home Alone. If your dog has tartar, go get him some of those little doggy bones. Yeah, if you got something, something, something rhymes with bones. Uh, yeah, for eight bucks, call a psychic friend on the telephone. <laughs> if you're going deaf, the doctor makes you listen to tones. My cousin Benny's got a trailer park in Rome. Oh, yeah. If you eat some uncooked pork, you'll sit around and moan. Yeah. Oh, do 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 Something that rhymes with bones. Yeah. Uh.